Movies Are a Thing is a weekly podcast going over the movies premiering this week and any other movie-related tangents we decide to venture off onto. Hello and welcome to Movies Are a Thing. My name is John. And I'm Travis. And here are the movies premiering this week. But before we do that, Travis. Yes, sir. How's your week been going, man? Oh, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, let's see. Uh, anything happen? I mean, I guess I did bring my car into the shop today. So I had a check engine light come on. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, just been working. But at least I, I don't have to depend on my car for to make money. So right. that's fantastic. I, I, I will take that. Right, right. So... So, uh, um, you question. were going to say something. I'm sorry. Yes. Do you know what the check engine light was for? I do not. They are currently looking at it. And once, yeah, they will call me once they know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I, I just brought it in like two hours before I got, got on here with you. So, okay. Yeah. Got me worried here, man. I know. I know. <laughs> What can I say? <laughs> Gonna leave but, us all uh, hanging here. Uh, oh, exactly. You'll just have to s- tune in next week. Uh, uh, nice. Let's see. Did I watch anything? Yeah, I did watch a movie. Uh, I went to go see Scream. How was Scream? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Okay. It, it was probably... It's it's up there with in one of my favorites of the franchise. Really? It really is. Like I feel like the added change of scenery of it being in a different city really helped it. Okay, and okay. It, it was a lot more terrifying than I was expecting. And it got me in parts. It was, it was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, very nice. Yeah. That but is, other that is than honestly that, good to hear. Yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah. I mean, I really didn't have... I wanted to go see Creed, but I didn't have a chance to. So I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to buckle it down and go see that. Because I want to see 65 still as well, plus whatever's coming out this weekend. Which yeah, you'll six, hear later on. <laughs> 65 hasn't really been doing too hot with the, uh, with the critics, apparently. Oh, I don't care. I, I just want to see a dinosaur movie without Chris Pratt. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's basically what everybody else is saying is like, you know what? I I really don't care because either people are going for the dinosaurs. Yep. Or people are going for the Adam Driver. Exactly. And Adam Driver is pretty amazing to go see. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's understandable. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't. basically they're saying, you know, he's not going to win any Oscars for this, but... Mm. It is something to go see, you know. If if you're just going to have a good time, you're not you're not expecting, you know, the Godfather or anything like that. Right. You know, <laughs> it'll be it'll be fine. Oh right. I mean, I I'm not going in there expecting like a, an Oscar worthy performance mm-hmm. or even an Oscar worthy story or yeah. Right. But right. I am going in there to watch Adam Driver shoot dinosaurs. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of Oscars, though. Yes, we did have the Oscars last night. Um, I may have been busy and not have had time to watch. So, uh, did you watch any of it, Travis? I unfortunately did not, but I did uh, keep up with all the winners online, though. Very nice, very nice. Yes. Uh, so yeah, basically, 
man, everything, everywhere, all at once kind of reeled in uh, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It sure did, uh, and it rightfully deserves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some people that were not too happy with the uh, Best Supporting Actress, uh, but we'll get there in just a second here. Right. So basically just kind of going through some of the awards that happened last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll start with Best Director, and mm-hmm. that was actually two directors, the Daniels, for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yep. Uh, best Actress was uh, Michelle Yeoh, for Everything, yep. Everywhere, All at Once. Mm-hmm. Uh, best Supporting Actor was Ki Hui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. No, that's so cool. <laughs> and then he apparently he had a he had a very kind of emotional and moving acceptance speech. Uh, and then Best Supporting Actress was Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once. But a lot of people thought that Angela Bassett should have won. Mm-hmm. And we're basically kind of saying that Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, was more of a legacy win just because, you know, she's been in the business for, for how long and has never won any sort of, like... Uh, I don't think she's won an Oscar. I could be wrong there. Let me double check. Uh, I don't... Honestly, I don't think she has, but may, I could be wrong, so... <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay, so, yep, yep. Uh, has only won one Oscar, and that was for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And okay. honestly, has never even been uh, nominated for an Oscar before. I mean, if they're going to go the route of it being legacy, though, I mean, Angela Bassett's been around a long time, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I can understand why people wanted her to win, because she did a great job in Wakanda Forever. Mm. Oh, that's right. You haven't seen that yet, have you? I've been trying to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have been trying to. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, not uh, not yet, unfortunately. Gotcha. okay. Uh, uh, but, yeah, so this is Jamie Lee Curtis's first nomination and first win. Perfect. And then uh, going on to Best International Feature Film, mm-hmm. that was All Quiet on the Western Front, yes. uh, which here was released on Netflix, but mm-hmm. uh, we talked about it when it was released. Mm-hmm. Uh, Best Cinematography was... All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, let's see here. Best Adapted Screenplay was Women Talking. Best Original Screenplay was Everything mm-hmm. Everywhere All at Once. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Our Best Animated Feature was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. And then, uh, let's see here. Best Visual Effects. Which one do you think won? Or I know you know which one won. Why am I asking? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's the only logical choice. I mean... Is it though? I mean, nah. some people Honestly, might say it's the it's the most logical choice, but like for me, I I just don't know. I forget who were the other nominees. Okay, so all of the nominees were uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, mm-hmm. Avatar: The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun: Maverick. Okay. Uh, Which okay, I mean, technically, you- like. I guess cinematography for the Batman should have been should have been up there, honestly. Honestly, yeah. So that was pretty freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I guess um, I don't know if you would consider it visual effects because they used the um, the volumetric stuff, mm-hmm. whereas basically just the screens. Sure. Oh. Um, that's a good question. I mean, Avatar is the logical choice, but 
honestly, this is why why I'm not part of the academy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. I, I'm also not famous either. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to be famous to be part of the academy. That's true. You just have to jump through a bunch of hoops. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, going on with some other ones here, uh, best mm. editing was everything everywhere all at once um best okay. pro- production design was all quiet on the western front uh best costume design was black panther wakanda forever mm-hmm. best sound was top gun maverick uh let's see here best documentary feature was uh naval knee i could be mispronouncing that i don't know mm. uh best documentary short subject was the elephant whisperers Best live action short was An Irish Goodbye. Uh, best animated short is The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. Uh, the best original song was Natu Natu from RRR. Okay. Best original score was All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. And then uh, going back through some of the other ones that we that I kind of skipped over here. Uh, best makeup and hairstyling was The Whale. Mm-hmm. Uh, best Which, yeah. Best actor was Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Good. Yes, go Brendan. And then uh, best picture was Everything Everywhere All at Once. And Harrison Ford was one of the presenters for that award. Oh, that's fantastic. And so, I mean, it, it had happened before as well, but uh, Harrison Ford gave Kei Kwan uh, his... Academy Award for Best Picture Aww. for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, I think there was the picture from a couple of months ago at some Disney thing where Harrison Ford and Kei Kwan, I, I can't talk today, uh, Kei Kwan, uh, had, you know, met up and taken the, the photo opportunity and everything like that, where it was, you know, Indiana Jones and Short Round back together again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like then Harrison Ford looked legitimately happy. No. And then with the Academy Awards, as he was trying, as he was you know, giving him the award, I mean Harrison Ford was just beaming. <laughs> because I mean, you think about it, he's known him since he was a little kid. Yes, he has. You know, like that was basically his his big break into Hollywood. How old was he when he when they when he was in Temple of Doom? Uh, I just put I about put Temple of Dune. <laughs> Wrong movie. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. Okay, so Temple of Doom came out in '84. Kei Hoi Kwan was born in '71, so he was 13 when the movie wow. came out. Okay. Um, and then when did Goonies come out? Because was that been, that was eighty five? Yeah. So that was the year after. So he would have been fourteen. Around yeah, when 14, it came 15. out. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, like I said, Harrison Ford has known him since he was basically you know probably shooting it as a preteen. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, now to to see him all grown up and mm-hmm. winning this award, uh, or winning these awards, I should say, you know, he just. Like I said, Harrison Ford had the biggest smile on his face. They had this huge, you know, hugging moment that basically everybody then put uh, a comparison picture of the end of Indiana Jones where they're Aww. sitting there and they're hugging. 
mm-hmm. and it's like the same exact picture. No, okie dokie, Doctor Jones. Oh, <laughs> and then uh, you know they cut over to Steven Spielberg yeah. because I mean Steven Spielberg is basically the reason that those two met, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And he's just got this ear-to-ear grin on his face, just no. enjoying the moment. Because I mean, Steven Spielberg was there for uh, uh, Fablemans. Oh right, yeah, that's right. And I mean, that one was was up for Best Picture as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, technically, I mean, you think about it, uh, Harrison Ford was a good good one to be up there. Oh, definitely. I don't the, think I don't think anybody really expected everywhere or everything everywhere all at once to really do anything because like when the movie first came out it seemed like it was kind of tanking but then but then it kind of like gradually it was getting more and more as oh word of mouth absolutely yeah word of mouth as like people were going to go see it and then like it just seemed like it was getting busier and busier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is amazing because i you know i know i saw it really late and like it was in, in in a smaller auditorium, but the place was packed. Right when I saw it. Right, and I mean, you know, nobody really expected this from mm-hmm. you know the the directors of the music video for "Turn Down for What." Right. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, the 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 two Daniels that directed and wrote this movie. Mm-hmm. Were the were the directors for the music video for Turn Down for What? And well, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that that music video is is just strange in general. But uh, you know, just to have the kind of story that they had here, and mm-hmm. to to have the the ideas that they had for it is just mm-hmm. it's it's great to see. Right, that was a sleeper hit, and I'm happy to see that it did so well during the oscars even though it was not the movie that i wanted to win because the movie i wanted to win wasn't even nominated for best picture which movie did you want to win i wanted the whale to win okay okay but um obviously it wasn't nominated for best picture but i'm happy for brendan for for brendan frazier Mm-hmm. He deserves it, and I'm also happy that it got for uh for the makeup, right? Because that was fan. Because th- that fat suit was amazing. Mm. And then uh, before before the Oscars, you know, they were interviewing everybody, and uh, Brendan had brought his his wife and sons along. Sure. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the the interviewer was asking his sons. So I mean, you're. Do you think that your dad is cool? He's kind of the the one of the internet hot guys, you know, hot topics for, you know, coming back and and doing all this and mm-hmm. is you know is he is he cool to you guys? And they're like, well, yeah, he is, but he's also our dad, and <laughs> he has apparently all of the dad jokes. <laughs> and you know, they're talking about how, you know, he's sitting there and. They'd be talking about something like, okay, yeah, yep, that that's right. And he'd immediately go, left. Or <laughs> you know, they'd be like, I hate broccoli. And he'd go, well, broccoli loves you. <laughs> that's <him>. and, <laughs> and they're just saying all this stuff. And he's just sitting there grinning and kind of giggling to himself. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that is amazing. 
That just seems like that just seems totally him, though. It does. It does. Yeah. Which Ugh. you know, just for some of the hardships that he had to to go through, you know, mm-hmm. whether we're looking at the the stuff that that happened uh, within the industry or the stuff that happened uh, within his life, you know. Right. It just. Uh, I just want to double check one thing quick. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, just basically some of the stuff that uh, he had to deal with in his life at the same time as dealing with this stuff from what was happening in the industry. And it just, it broke him. It really did. Oh, sure. And uh, yeah, just to see him doing as well as he is now uh, is great to see. Oh, exactly. Yeah, well-deserved. And the other people, you know, other people were saying, you know, it's great that the... uh, the two leads, uh, the two, you know, some of the two of the leads in Encino Man won Oscars this year. <laughs> what, Polly Shore did? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was Polly Shore in Encino Man? He sure was. No, his his, his Pinocchio wasn't uh, wasn't nominated. <laughs> Or Sean Astin? Yeah, no, Sean... Well, Sean Astin uh, tweeted about Kehui Kwan winning. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, obviously they were in Goonies together. Oh, so right, yes. He uh, he tweeted out his congratulations. Oh, well-deserved. Yes. I need to go back and rewatch that movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. Very nice. It's good watching right there. Good watching. Sure, let's go with that. Uh, but kind of going through some of the stuff here, uh, <laughs> where we were talking about uh, best, what was it? It was uh, best visual effects mm-hmm. and how Avatar won that. Uh, apparently, Avatar is going to be released, you know, have its digital release on March 28th. So this, this will be like video on demand services or uh, I think they said Amazon Prime as well. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Amazon, uh, Prime Video, Apple TV, Vudu, Movies Anywhere, all that kind of stuff uh, will be March 28th. I haven't seen anything yet for Disney+. Plus. Okay. Even though it is a 20th Century Studios, which is owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see with that. But yeah, they're still going to try to make money for those that want to watch it at home with all of the uh, video on demand services. Yeah, because Avatar needs to make more money. It did pass Titanic. Jeez. That's crazy. So, let's see here. Just kind of looking. Uh, according to Box Office Mojo right now, mm-hmm. um, we are sitting at number one Avatar with $2,923,706,026. Uh, number two is Avengers Endgame. With two billion seven hundred ninety-nine million four hundred thirty-nine thousand one hundred dollars, followed by Avatar: The Way of Water, with two billion two hundred ninety-four million one hundred fifty-three thousand six hundred twenty-five, and then Titanic with uh, two point two five six billion. Wow! So it's passed it by forty thousand dollars in the box office. Wow! And and that and that money was made in like ninety six ninety seven. Yep, and really re releases. 
Yeah, and re-releases. I mean, how many re-releases has it gone through? Like two, three, four at least. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, going back to the Oscars, <laughs> apparently at the after party, there was a bit of a bidding war going on for another movie. Really? Yeah, so apparently there's a short story called I Am Not Alone that has been mm-hmm. making some waves. And uh, it looks like Netflix is basically in final negotiations to uh, in it, it, to a deal to outright buy the story. Okay. Uh, a high six-figure deal to buy, to buy the 22-page story okay. by Chris Hicks uh, with a mid-seven figures pledged to Misha Green, who did Lovecraft Country, to write the script and direct it. And then okay. uh, apparently to have Jessica Chastain star in it. Ooh. I've not heard of this, but I like Jessica Chastain. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it looks like uh, it came down to Netflix and Warner Brothers. Okay. After like 72 hours, uh, because Misha Green wanted to be with a streamer, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, she got her wish. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be should be interesting to see. Hmm. how it goes uh so yeah that happened like right after the oscars apparently <laughs> that's the perfect time to make negotiations right right, right when everybody's good and drunk yeah <laughs> yep exactly exactly <laughs> uh but they might have wanted to think. put some of that uh huh? sorry oh you gotta think how, how many of like great movies and big, like, Oscar winners have been, like, negotiated at the Oscars while people have been drunk. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure there's got to be a few. Mm-hmm. We just don't know about it. Mm-hmm. To be a fly on the wall at the Oscars. Yeah. That'd be, uh, that'd be interesting. It sure would. Uh, or just, you know, sit on the shelf there. Oh, but I see what you did there. I like it. Uh, so apparently... Uh, it looks like, speaking of shelving things, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 Star Wars show that Kevin Feige was looking at producing and getting going, and the mm-hmm. the Patty Jenkins one, which we already kind of know, have been shelved officially. Okay. Uh, and apparently, Taika Waititi, uh, his one is still getting you know still going along this process it looks like he wants to actually star in it really okay yeah so i mean he he already is a character in a star wars show mm-hmm. in the mandalorian oh right yeah so we'll have to we'll have to see how it all goes i like it i like it i totally forgot that he was in the mandalorian mm-hmm. and even now so i have forgotten that season three has started up <laughs> I have been watching them. Oh, you have been? Yes. Dude, okay. Grogu, yeah. just dang cute. Aw, gotta love Grogu. Right? So, we'll see how it uh, how it all goes. But yeah, as of right now, it looks like officially, officially, uh, the, the Kevin Feige Star Wars show and the Patty Jenkins Star Wars show have, the Rogue Squadron show, have been mm-hmm. officially shelved. Okay. But Taika is looking to star in his own. Yes. Cool. That okay. is correct. Um, yeah, I really don't have any segue to our next one. But 
if you if you have been watching Ted Lasso, uh, I know a lot of people have. It's apparently a very uh, feel good kind of show. That's what I've been hearing, yeah. But apparently, uh, Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso has joined mm-hmm. the cast of Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part Two. Ooh, okay. Or MI8. <laughs> MI8. <laughs> Uh, I like the name of that one. No, I'm seven and three quarters. <laughs> no, I'm seven and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was bad. Sorry. So, I mean, basically, we already know that, like, uh, Rebecca Ferguson will be back. Simon Pegg, Ving Rhames, uh, mm-hmm. Vanessa Kirby. Carrie Elwes is coming in. Uh, Haley mm-hmm. Atwell is coming in. Uh, they're all going to be in there. Uh, no word yet on Tom Cruise, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if he'll make a return. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. He, I think he's up in the air for this one. Uh, wow. I mean, more than likely he'll be up in the air at some point in time, probably parachuting, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> he'll be sacrificing his body for something. Mm-hmm. Again. Huh. Uh, but yeah, Hannah, Hannah Waddingham has joined Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2. I was wondering where... Okay, so... You didn't watch Hocus Pocus 2, did you? No. Because Waddingham, she plays a character in Hocus Pocus 2. Okay. And I was like, I was like, I know I recognized her from somewhere because I have not seen Ted Lasso. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, she was on Hocus Pocus 2. Okay. The Witch Mother. Okay. Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. And she was... Well, in an episode of Willow. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. And okay. she also looks like she's in something. Oh, a few other things for, like, Universal. A few animated stuff. So, cool. Yeah. And they're making a new animated Garfield movie. Oh, that's right. We knew, I knew about that. Yeah. Where they... But, is that the one where they cast Chris Pratt as well? Yep. <laughs> oh, that's it's right. It's me. Garfield. I love lasagna. Uh, get Pratt out of here. <laughs> right. I forgot about that one too. Uh, but <laughs> apparently she's also going to be in the Fall Guy, which I think we've talked about before. This is the the new David Leach one mm-hmm. that we don't have too much about, but it has uh, Stephanie Sue, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Emily Blunt, Ryan Gosling. Uh, Winston Duke is in there. Um, Yeah, yeah. So that one, don't know too much about that one, but that one is either in production or has possibly wrapped production. Cool. Okay. Uh, It's too legit to quit. Yeah, yeah. So going from one one very long titled movie, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part Mm 2, to a short titled movie, The Room. Uh, apparently, the room is being remade. The the infamous Tommy Wiseau, uh, very cheaply made mm-hmm. movie, or not, I guess wouldn't say very cheaply made, but uh, a kind of cult favorite movie, I guess if mm-hmm. you could call it that, uh, is apparently being remade with a lot of green screen. I like it. Okay. And they have they have cast their new Johnny. <laughs> In one, okay. in one Bob Odenkirk. Okay. So, do you really think that they can? So, 
obviously they can remake the movie. That's yes. perfectly fine. But can they capture the cringe? I I don't know if I if I can hear Bob Odenkirk saying, "Oh hi Mark." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but not as good as Tommy. But not as good as Tommy Wiseau though. No, no, no. I did not hit her. It's not true. I did not hit her. I did not. Not. Oh hi Mark. Hi Mark. <laughs> oh, so good. So, uh, that is that is something to kind of keep an eye out for if mm-hmm. you've ever seen the room uh if you haven't eh, i i'd probably watch the uh the the movie about the making of the room <laughs> which uh, what was that called the, again the disaster artist yes thank you uh the disaster artist with uh, with james franco and seth rogan and so, uh yeah danny yep. mcbride that's right yeah, yeah. So my first introduction to the room was when we showed it at the theater. Really? When I, th- I th- believe it was the the uh, the anniversary of it or whatever. Okay. Uh, so and I paid money to watch it and I re- thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> okay, I thought you were gonna say you regretted that. Oh no, not at all. I th- like it was money well spent. Hi, Dougie. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But I was like, I don't know if they could recapture the cringe as much as as that original. Yeah. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I I don't know how a remake will do because mm. the story itself was just horrible. Oh, it was. And I mean, the only reason that it kind of worked is because of how bad the acting was. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not saying bad acting by any of the other people, which, I mean, yeah, there was some weird reads of lines, but I more blame the, the writer producer, uh, <laughs> slash star, right. You know, not even the director because basically he would kind of go over the director's head mm-hmm. and yeah. And, oh, apparently this is not being played as a joke. This is, this is very serious filmmaking here, uh, for this remake of the room. Really? Okay. Uh, all right. Um, I feel like if they're gonna t- if they're taking it seriously, they need to have fun with it. Mm. Well, it's like, gonna be most, the... mostly on green screen. Okay, that's fantastic. And uh, just as a heads up for you, the room celebrates its twentieth anniversary this year. Wow, that is. <laughs> I guess I wasn't like I remember hearing about it, but not until. More so when the disaster artist came out, did I really hear about the room more so? I mean, like I had I had heard about the room and had heard all of kind of the the stories about it, Mm -hmm. and that's why when the disaster artist came out, I really had wanted to go see it because I kind of heard all of the the stories, but never actually watched the room uh, until just before going to watch the disaster artist. Right. Um. But yeah, apparently, twenty years ago this year, it was released. Oh hi, anniversary! <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, what celebrated its fifteenth anniversary this last year? What's that? A a little double feature called Grindhouse. Oh, classics! And you know what was in between the Grindhouse movies? Oh, uh, they had some wonderful trailers. And if you remember back a couple of weeks, we were talking yeah. about one of those trailers. Oh, I do. And that was the uh, trailer for Thanksgiving. That 
is now being officially made into its own movie. Uh, apparently, uh, we have news that Eli Roth uh, has or is is uh, making the movie. Well, we know that Eli Roth is making the movie, but apparently mm-hmm. the movie is going to be going to TriStar Pictures. That's awesome. So uh, we should be able to look for uh, a nice, gory, you know, Thanksgiving holiday movie. White meat, dark meat, all will be stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> That trailer's so ridiculous, but I love it so much. And then, uh, so recently, TriStar Pictures has has done a couple of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the the Woman King, uh, which was the one not too long ago here with why can I not remember her name? Who played Amanda Waller? Uh, that would be oh gosh, why can I think of it? Um, I can see her. Right? Looking it up. I'm blanking. I'm blanking right now. Viola Davis. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah, the woman, the woman King had Viola Davis in it, right? Yep. Uh, and then they also did Matilda the Musical. Mm-hmm. And then they did the documentary Whitney Houston, I Want to... Or the biopic Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Okay. And then they also were the studio behind Baby Driver. Great movie. And then uh, Fede Alvarez's Evil Dead, among others. So that's, you know, that's some recent TriStar. So that, you know, something something to look forward to. Something to look forward to. I like it. Mm, good. Moving from TriStar to A24. A24. <laughs> A24. <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that was, was so stupid. Th- th- that was good, though. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> A24. <laughs> Apparently... Uh, they have officially kind of mapped out three releases that they're going to be doing this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Nicole uh, Hall of Center re-team, You Hurt My Feelings. Uh, okay. The Past Lives one that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And then a, a horror movie called Talk to Me that they picked up at Sundance. Ooh, okay. And so it looks like you Hurt My Feelings, which played to great laughs at the uh, Eccles Theater, will go mm-hmm. nationwide over Memorial Day weekend, May 26th. Okay. Uh, joining such titles on the marquee as Disney's The Little Mermaid, Sony's The Machine, and Lionsgate About My Father, uh, <laughs> where a novelist, played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus, mm-hmm. uh, has her long-standing marriage suddenly upended when she overhears her husband give his honest reaction to her latest book. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then past lives is the one where uh, it's the the kind of almost Korean drama, uh, oh, romantic that's right. drama. Yeah. Yep. It's where, the, the couple. Yeah. Yep. Where the couple, uh, the the one person in the couple kind of reacquaints himself with an old mm-hmm. old friend from back in Korea, and you know just kind of what goes on from there. And then uh, that will be June second. Okay. Uh, and that will be a limited release. And then. July 28th will be a wide release of Talk to Me, which is an Australian horror movie. Ooh, Australian horror movie. The last one I remember seeing was Wolf Creek, and that one was fantastic. So So, hopefully this one is just as the same. So this one, like I said, was at uh, Sundance, right? Okay, okay. Uh, Apparently, 
and its midnight premiere at Sundance spurred a bidding war with Universal and others before A24 won out. Ah. And then they do have the log line here. When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. So you'll have, as of right now, you'll have Talk to Me or Disney's The Haunted Mansion. So I could go see, like, kid-friendly haunt, or I could actually go see something that's scary. (laughs) Okay. Well, what are you going to do with that? Well, it's an axe. (laughs) But they're already dead. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I already forgot that Owen Wilson is in that. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Very nice. Uh, But yeah, that, uh, that brings us to the end of our news here. Uh, yeah, so basically we're going to be going on to our movie trailers that we had for this week. And oh boy, did we have trailers. We did. <laughs> we had, the first first trailer that we had was the final trailer for the Super Mario Bros. movie. You mean Super Pratio Brothers movie? <sighs> A wahoo. <laughs> so, this one actually got me a lot more hyped for the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, so much more hyped for the movie. Um, We get to see more of kind of what they'll be doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get to see Donkey Kong getting power-ups. We hear more of Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong. We hear more of Jack Black's uh, Bowser. We hear more of... um, Why am I not... Why am I blanking on her name? Uh, 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 Anna Taylor-Joy. Yes. uh, As her Princess Peach. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that, by the way. No problem. Uh, and we, we do hear a little bit of Charlie Day's Luigi, and then we have the star spirit. Oh, we have the cute little psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was great. So basically the, the, the trailer starts off in, uh, Bowser's castle Mm -hmm. where Luigi has just got caught and gets put above the lava pit. And the little star spirit is like, ooh, fresh meat for the grinder. Yep. <laughs> and we see more of the penguins. There's no escape. The only hope is the sweet relief of death. Of death. Yep. <laughs> it is It is ridiculous. Uh, but yes, we definitely have Jack Black as Bowser. You can hear it's Jack Black, but it is also definitely Bowser. Mm-hmm. Peach is peach i mean you know it's it's uh anya taylor joy like you said Uh, Uh, i'm i I, i'm not a big fan of her voice in as princess peach but i can get past it right right it's gonna be a lot Mm -hmm. less jarring than it's a me garfield uh mario (laughs) oh yes but uh some other things that we do see are Mario doing a butt pound. Yes. <laughs> we see some go-kart racing. We sure do. Uh, and we see Rainbow Road. We sure do. Which I don't... I feel like this doesn't give too much of the movie away, which mm-hmm. is very nice. I am super happy about that. It seems like it's going to be... I feel like it's going to be a race for the kingdom at the end, and that's why it's on Rainbow, on Rainbow Road. Race for the kingdom or race to get somewhere to, like, get something in order to have the most power or something like that? 
that could be something like that too but i was thinking that like they're gonna have a race and like the winner is like will save the mushroom kingdom mushroom kingdom here we come we come all right linda belcher right (laughs) but i could totally be wrong though but that's just what i think yeah i mean like i said we haven't we don't know what the what the full-on plot is going to be yet Mm -hmm. um and hopefully we don't know until the movie releases exactly i really don't want to know a whole lot i want to be surprised yep yep uh so our next trailer that we have (laughs) going from we're going from mario to mermaid (laughs) is the new trailer for the little mermaid i mean i didn't think that it looked too bad it doesn't look bad um i i'm really impressed with melissa mccarthy as ursula yes She's going to be fantastic, and she has her laugh down pat. Oh, absolutely. Now, uh, uh, Poseidon. Uh, Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's an interesting choice. It, it, it's an interesting choice. I was expecting a little bit more of a brooder voice. I mean, it maybe... seems like they, he either lowered his pitch or they post-lowered his pitch. Lowered his yeah. pitch. Yeah. I could see that. Just a little bit. Just a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, just to kind of get him into that same, like, actually showing emotion, but uh, getting into the same kind of vocal range as um, Shigur in No Country mm-hmm. for Old Men. Right. Uh, kind of gets gets him into that same kind of, a little, bit, a little bit more kind of full, I guess I would say. You know, mm-hmm. a little bit more booming. Right. But, I mean, I guess in that scene that we saw, he was a little bit more soft-spoken. That's true. Because it was obviously when she was, well, he caught her going up to see, up to the real world. So, yeah. Uh, Let's see what else about the trailer. She does Um, wish she could be part of that that world. world. Um, I wish I would have seen Flounder a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too sure how Flounder is going to look. We only saw a very small scene of him. We heard his voice. Mm-hmm. Heard his voice. We saw Aquafina. We saw Sebastian. We did. Uh, Aquafina's Bubbles, right? Scuttle? Oh, Scuttles, sorry. I don't know why I said Bubbles. <laughs> Scuttles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, uh, it, okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm just kind of watching the trailer here again as we're as we're going through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does look like the hair, like the hair in the water, was a big one last time, right? Mm-hmm. It does look uh, a little bit better this time, at least from what we saw. Right. Oh, here's the Ursula stuff. Yes. But you know what? I think. To be honest, I feel like Aquaman did it better. Yes. <laughs> oh, 100, 100% agree. Yes. But uh, yeah, we'll see how we'll see how it all goes. Who is playing Sebastian again? Sing with me now. Na 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 my oh my. David Diggs. Who is Marquis de Lafayette in and Thomas Jefferson in Hamilton. Oh, okay. And he was Andre Layton in the Snowpiercer television series gotcha he's done a lot of a lot of tv okay uh but oh sorry oh so 
in your or, well okay in my opinion but i'm asking you so do you feel like it's not consistent in how the ocean looks like it seems like they're trying to go for a more really for a more realistic ocean look but then like in the i believe it's the uh the scene when when it's uh under the sea scene and mm. uh it seems like it's a little bit more brighter a little bit more animated yeah i mean i can i can kind of see that where you're yeah. coming from like mm -hmm. they definitely want to make it seem a lot more realistic but then again like you know with some of the other ones in the one where she sees the the explosions and stuff like that that's that's all happening at nights so that's going right. to have a little bit different um when they're in the palace you know they're indoors they're you know hiding mm -hmm. from the humans kind of stuff so that's going to be a little right. bit different um right. with that one it seemed like it was almost like a coral reef kind of setting yeah it seemed like it was a little bit more shallow water than it right. was because the other stuff was more deeper that right sort of thing. right yeah. yeah so that that would be kind of more brighter and um mm -hmm. you know especially if it's like a calm day or something like that sure yeah, it'll, it'll be a lot brighter it'll be a lot bluer a lot more kind of like you're saying it feel it feels more animated than right the other ones but that, again that's just me looking at the trailer that's not me seeing anything with the like right seeing the the official uh fi finished product of the movie how how do you feel about uh ariel not really having red hair i mean she kind of she, she kind of does kind of does i mean it's like a it's like a reddish, a light reddish brown. tint yeah. yeah, it's like a reddish light brown. Uh, let's see here. I mean, honestly, it does it does look red. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not like a vibrant, vibrant red. Right. Yeah, it's not like it was in, like, the animated movie, obviously. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's in dreads right now, too. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> definitely different than the, uh, than the animated movie. Right. So, um, I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. I am excited for it, but I'm going to remain skeptical on it. All right. All right. You do that. I will. <laughs> uh, well, going from, you know, one mythical creature to another. Ha. Ah. Ah, our next trailer is for Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, where we got a little bit more uh, of the movie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, within... With it within, you know, five, ten seconds, we did have a dragon within a dungeon. So I think we're doing good there. Ha. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like everything that we've talked about with this movie before, where it just looks like a fun time is uh, I, I'm excited see, for this movie. I am, too. I uh, every time I see something on this movie, it just makes me want to see it more and more. Mm -hmm. So with this movie, mm -hmm. apparently the directors okay uh you know uh, jonathan goldstein and john francis daly the writers uh -huh. and directors i should say uh they were attached to the flash movie oh okay back when that was getting going and they actually had met with uh ezra miller and were trying to do you know like treatments and stuff but mm -hmm. where they wanted to take the movie was not where i guess ezra miller and the studio wanted to take the movie so they okay. left the project mm -hmm. and then they came here to dungeons and dragons 
apparently one of the first things that they wanted to do i mean this was back in like 2019 just as an mm -hmm. fyi uh what they wanted to do at first was kind of do like a you know as people playing dungeons and dragons and then it's like a reenactment almost okay uh but then jumanji came out ah uh, yeah and they were like oh well now we can't do that because everybody will just say we're just copying jumanji mm-hmm and so they had to think of something else and uh wow so they came up with this but i mean these these are the same guys that uh they they wrote and directed or they wrote uh spider-man homecoming mm-hmm uh but they also are yeah and horrible bosses they wrote horrible bosses and spider-man homecoming but they also directed vacation and game night okay so those are solid titles I mean, Vacation is kind of the the Ed Helms 2015. See, I thought it was a decent remake. I didn't think Game Night was all that great. Yeah, I, I actually never saw Game Night, so I can't say too much about that one. Gotcha, but okay. I know Vacation, I was I was honestly kind of disappointed in. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, they they do have you know, like we were talking about before, they do have some some credit, you know, some street cred you know quote unquote in the dungeons and dragons you know sphere where they've been they've been playing dungeons and dragons for years and years and years mm -hmm. and i think even even now john francis daly has been you know having basically a weekly game for a couple of years now oh that's cool okay so you know who knows how much of their own games have made it into here because oh, sometimes right. some of that yeah. stuff gets pretty crazy oh sure I've never really played Dungeons and Dragons, so I wouldn't know. I guess all of the craziness, but I've heard stories. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's a lot of like Dungeons and Dragons podcasts and stuff like that where you can like listen to other people play it. Sure. Um, or you know, like they have streams that they play it where they actually have you know stuff moving around, or they have miniature mm -hmm. figures that they use for like battles and things like that. Um, oh, but sure. then a lot of times it's just role playing. So. You know, people sitting around talking in strange voices. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with something like this, it's it's that visual representation of those kind of crazy things that happen. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm interested in seeing where this all goes. Yeah, definitely. It should be a good time. Exactly. Exactly. Kind of makes you want to go and paint some figurines. Paint a picture for me, man. <laughs> so our next uh, trailer that we had was paint. Uh this one is the Owen Wilson, uh, where he's almost like Bob Ross, but not. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has that, it has a very Wes Anderson-y feel. It sure does. <laughs> very, very whimsical and symmetrical and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of like a locked off camera kind of feel to it. Yeah. Which I think we've we discussed this before about how it feels very Wes Anderson-y. It sure does, yeah. Especially I since we it has Owen, it. especially since it has yeah. Owen Wilson in it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson has been in a few Wes Anderson films, just a few. One or two. <laughs> so interesting, interesting. Uh, the writer director for this is Britt McAdams. Okay. Uh, who is known for wait. Sorry, one second here. Okay. Uh, who is known for directing Cat Williams' American Hustle in 2007. Okay. And also 10 episodes of Tosh.0. Oh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and he did a uh, 
documentary in 2006 called Trivia Town that did win two awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, this documentary is about the world's longest trivia contest held in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Okay. So he directed a stand-up special, and then he directed Tosh.0, which is a YouTube clip show. Yep. And, and then now he did some other dir- stuff, too. Yeah. And now he's directing Owen Wilson in a Bob Ross-type movie. Wes Anderson Bob Ross-type movie. Yes, yes, yes. Well, hey, he's coming up. I like it. Mm. But yeah, so in this in this trailer, we get a bit more of the story where basically Owen Wilson's character is, like we said, a Bob Ross-type person. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has his television show, but he's a bit of a jerk. And he gets, you know, loses all of his ratings and stuff like that. Or doesn't lose all of his ratings, but, you know, they, they're declining. So they bring somebody new in. Mm-hmm. And the ratings skyrocket again. And so he basically is replaced. And he doesn't take too kindly to that. No. <laughs> I love the part in the trailer about the newspapers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically in the trailer as well, he's going and stealing newspapers. Mm-hmm. And... They're like, yeah, but, but, uh, PBS. Yes, we, we know he's going around stealing newspapers. Please hold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it, is a, it, is a, it looks like it's a very kind of um, descent into madness kind of movie as well. Yes, I will agree. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that all goes. Well, especially in the part in the trailer, too, where like his house is on fire at one point. Right. But, I mean, not to give anything away, but you'll see it in the trailer. But it looks it looks interesting, I'll say that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, another trailer that looks interesting is the, is the teaser trailer for Eldritch USA. Yeah, to say the least. Uh, mm, mm-hmm. So, it's, it, it's a musical... Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. It is a horror comedy musical. Um, it sounds like he like he's a part of a cult. Seems like it. Like he joins in a cult and murders somebody who's been bugging him. But that yeah, yeah that that makes him feel a lot better. I guess. Yeah. And so he sings about it. Yeah. Dude, I I kind of want to watch this. Um, but I mean, this this is one that's gonna be. One of those where you're gonna have to search for it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just double check one thing quick. Sure. Yeah, this is like a super low budget, uh, kind of. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you could definitely tell with the special effects. Yeah. That they had in those, like especially in the like lightning bolt part. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I mean, it is gonna be premiering at the Alamo Draft House in Springfield, Missouri, on April twenty eighth. But after that, hopefully it'll go to some uh, video on demand because I really want to see it. Not going to lie. Yeah, it's a very interesting premise. And the fact that uh, they're adding singing onto it just makes me want to see it even more. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So (laughs) going from the comedy horror musical to the cringy comedy I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Our next trailer was for No Hard Feelings. Uh, this is the new Jennifer Lawrence movie. Basically, the trailer is, uh, you know, she falls behind on payments for stuff. Stuff gets repoed. Or her car gets repoed. 
but mm -hmm. she's a driver for a food delivery service mm -hmm. or some cat or rideshare driver or something like that that yeah. needs a vehicle right mm -hmm. or uber driver yeah so rideshare and uh so apparently there's this uh, family who wants to have somebody quote-unquote date their son and uh they'll get a give them a car <laughs> i did not expect to see matthew broderick in this trailer yeah and and his hair oh my goodness yes yeah he's uh he's gone gray a little bit mm -hmm. and slicked uh, back and like a little bit longer it was different yes yes uh so basically like before this kid goes off to college they want him to kind of become more social mm -hmm. and uh basically you know it starts off as one of those very kind of cringy uh yeah i'm gonna you know i don't even know how to how to really say this like yeah yeah trying to bring the the nerdy school kid you know to be the the next the next big thing at school or whatever and uh then they start bringing in the whole like oh well he's actually a really nice kid you know and he's really sweet mm -hmm. and he's really romantic and i'm i'm kind of starting to fall for him kind of stick yeah they're gonna fall in love at the end of it yeah <laughs> you know. i can call it now it's one of those movies but you know i'm kind of there for it yeah i mean it might be like a nice little kind of rom-com almost oh and then he kinda. throw punches her too Yes. <laughs> that gets me every time. Oh, that Accidentally. Makes me laugh. Accidentally. Uh, just. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this one will be coming out June 23rd. Uh, if you are very much into the cringy romantic comedies, this mm -hmm. might be for you. Yeah, it's going to be the cringy of the cringiest, but I think I think it might actually be a good time. There you go. There you go. And uh, so I'm going from a rom-com to uh, not a rom-com. <laughs> we have a trailer for Seven Kings Must Die. Now, this is actually a sequel to The Last Kingdom. Okay. Which uh, which was a TV show on Netflix as well. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I believe, yeah. And so this is this is, you know, a movie to go with it. Mm-hmm. And basically, I was completely lost the entire time. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, I guess I would have to watch the, the series to really know. But if you really enjoyed the series and you want to catch the movie, then this is the movie for you. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I'm wondering if this is kind of a movie send-off to the, to the franchise kind of thing. Yeah, to kind of tie everything together and kind of, you know, clean up loose ends and... Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm... I honestly am just very confused by this. Um, I'm not going to watch it because I don't have time to watch a five-season show. <laughs> but this is coming out on April 14th. If you have watched the show, you did like it, we have this uh, movie coming in on April 14th. Perfect. Uh, but that does bring us to our last trailer. And this trailer is for To Catch a Killer. Which uh, I was not expecting to see uh, Shailene Woodley. Not yeah, no, I, I was not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Shailene Woodley, Ben Mendelsohn. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, there is a sniper out there. And 
uh, Shailene Woodley is on the police department that's investigating mm -hmm. these sniper things and uh, gets recruited by the FBI to try to figure out what's happening. So I I couldn't catch it in the trailer. Am I, they might have said it, but maybe it just went too fast. I didn't notice. Who's directing this? Uh, I honestly am not sure. Let me double check. Okay. Apparently it has a different name as well. So it says okay. to catch a killer, but it's also called Misanthrope. Misanthrope. Okay. Uh, it's being it was written and directed by uh, Damien Zifron. Never heard. Okay. From Argentina. Interesting, because I was getting like major like David Fincher Seven vibes from okay. it. Okay. Okay. And it's like, ooh, this makes me want to watch it even more. I mean, I think. This is really kind of his first, like, English movie. Okay. Uh, it looks really good. I, it honestly looks very, very well done. It does, yeah. Uh, I, we're going to have to see if it's coming anywhere near us. Because this is, again, one of those weird ones where uh, it might not be around where you are at. It might be more mm -hmm. of a limited thing. And you might have to catch it on video on demand or something like that later on. Okay. But uh, it does look good. It kind of, it halfway gives kind of a Silence of the Lambs-esque. That too, sure. Uh, feel to it, but mm -hmm. yeah, it looks it looks good. It looks good. It does. I like a good serial killer story, so. <laughs> there you go. Or, yeah. <laughs> well, that does bring us to the end of our trailers. Mm -hmm. uh, Travis, did you have anything you wanted to say about any of these? Uh... No, I'm good. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, then you can visit us at Facebook. We're facebook.com slash movies are a thing. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at movies are a thing. No spaces, dashes, dashes, anything like that. At movies are a thing. Come on by and say hi. Yeah, please come by and say hi. We would love it. <laughs> but that does bring us to our movies that are premiering this week. The first one that we have, big one, is Shazam! Fury of the Gods. This one is rated PG-13 and will be in theaters. This is the story of teenage Billy Batson, or the story of teenage Billy Batson's Batson continues, who, upon reciting the magic word Shazam, is transformed into his adult superhero alter ego, Shazam. <laughs> we have been waiting for this one. This one has been finished yeah. forever. I've been wanting a sequel since the first one came out. Exactly. Uh. And now we have uh, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu. Yes. Playing Hespera and Calypso. And then Rachel Zegler play, playing uh, Anthea. Mm hmm. It'll be. It'll be. It'll be pretty darn good. I. Well, I certainly hope so. That's my uh, hope, yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, as we know, DC movies can be hit or miss. Mm. but Shazam was really good so we're hoping the sequel will follow suit but we'll have to remain we'll have to wait and see exactly exactly um so yeah this one is directed again by David F. Sandberg who directed the first one mm -hmm. um they honestly don't give too much in any of the stuff but basically Helen Mirren and uh Lucy Liu and possibly Rachel Zegler's characters uh, are, want to get back the power that Shazam stole from their father. Okay. Who is... It's one of the A's in Shazam. Uh, 
Apollo? No. Um, I'm yeah, I'm not too sure on that one. Uh, Atlas. Atlas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The stamina of At- I believe Atlas is their is their father, and so they want to retake the power that was apparently stolen. But who knows if it was actually stolen or if they just want power to rule the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody wants to rule the world. Ah, Peter, <laughs> P- Peter McAllister, the father. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting that, by the way. <laughs> the father. The father. <laughs> Uh, uh, that, that was that was a slow burn there <laughs> it was and then i was like wait a second like yeah that's what it was okay <laughs> uh but yeah this this is one that i really want to see this weekend i really want to see it but will you remain to be seen tune in next week <laughs> <laughs> exactly tune in next week when we find out did john actually go and watch a movie what <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yes, Travis, do you have anything you want to say about this one? Uh, I plan on seeing this. I am super excited. Uh, it's hopefully it's everything we hope for, but obviously we have to go in with tempered expectations. Yeah, exactly. Because we could be burned, but hopefully not. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, Zachary, Levi, don't. Don't uh, leave us hanging, bro. Right, right. Just like our uh, the ne- the star of our next movie never really leaves us hanging. Ha. Uh, and that is the movie Inside, which is rated R and will be in theaters. Nemo is an art thief trapped in a New York penthouse after his heist doesn't go as planned. Locked inside with nothing but priceless works of art, he must use all his cunning and invention to survive. Uh, IMDb has this one at a 6.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 62%, and Metacritic is sitting at a 61. I forgot to mention, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic did not have a score for Shazam. So I don't know how William Defoe could get locked inside of a house like that when he is sort of a scientist himself. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. I'll see myself out. Right, right. I mean, we've seen what happens when he's uh, isolated as well. Yeah. We have, yes. With the lighthouse. Well, <laughs> I saw it. You didn't see it. Nope. But <laughs> so basically, it looks, you know, according to the trailers, uh, this this penthouse apparently has some very strange uh, things going along with it as well. Mm-hmm. Where uh, it, like, you know, will raise the temperature and cool the temperature way down. And uh, he basically has no food in there. Yeah and not a lot to drink or anything like that he kind of goes a little crazy just a little bit we all go a little mad sometimes just a little even <laughs> if you're william defoe uh we'll have to see how this all goes yeah i'm super excited to see this i i'd say this is my number two of the weekend really very nice yeah yeah very nice. coincidentally enough it's number two on our list it is <laughs> <laughs> which uh brings us to our number three on the list movie which is A Snowy Day in Oakland. This one is rated PG-13 and will be in theaters. A beautiful psychologist from San Francisco designs to en- decides to end a stalled romance with her high-profile psychiatrist boyfriend and business partner. 
She moves on with her life by opening her own practice in a vacant office space in the middle of a small commercial block located across the bay in Oakland, turning the predominantly African-American and psychologically ignored neighborhood on its emotional ear. IMDb Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. Um, and uh, honestly, mm-hmm. watching the trailer, I wasn't really expecting this to be a wide release, but it looks like it is going to be a wide release. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So with this trailer, did this give you mid 2000s rom-com? Mid 2000s rom-com? I could go with that. Yeah, definitely. That's what it that's what it kind of gave me. Um mm-hmm. where it feels like, you know, she she ends her relationship, moves to Oakland, mm-hmm. you know, opens up a practice, then developers come in, they're going to shut down or they're going to tear down the entire block and pave it over and make a parking lot. You know, they pave paradise and put in a parking lot. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, they have to they have to come together as a as a neighborhood and and save the block. And uh, while that's all happening, she meets the the cute single guy, and they kind of hit it off. But some shenanigans ensue, and oh, by the end, she's you know back in a relationship and the happily ever after kind of thing. So what you're saying is that this reminds you of every movie that Jennifer Lopez has ever done? Yes. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm getting like a Jennifer Lopez, every movie Jennifer Lopez has done, uh, slash Julia Roberts, Richard Gere, yes. slash uh, I'm getting a little bit of, oh, why can I not remember? The Holiday. Oh yeah, the uh, Queen Latifah one. Oh, right? oh yeah, mm-hmm. Like that one. That one was called the Holiday, right? It it was yes. Okay. Where she gets the amnesia? Uh, no, I'm talking about the the one where she thinks that she's going to die, like she thinks she has oh, cancer. Oh, that is the Holiday. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I'm getting that kind of vibe from it. So if if like those kinds of movies are your movies. This might be something to go watch. Definitely. I mean, everybody likes a good chick flick every once in a while. So maybe this is (laughs) something that you want to go and see. I mean, hey, I don't judge. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. (laughs) Uh, But that brings us to our next next movie on our list, which is The Magician's Elephant. This one is rated PG and will be on Netflix. Uh, When young Peter, who is searching for his long-lost sister, crosses path, with a fortune teller in the market square, there is only one question on his mind. Is his sister still alive? The answer, that he must follow a mysterious elephant, uh, sets Peter off on a remarkable journey to complete three seemingly impossible tasks that magically change the face of his town forever. IMDb did not have a score for this one. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at an 89%, and Metacritic did not have a score as well. That's a pretty high score. A little bit, yeah. A little yeah. bit. It's pretty solid. I like it. All right. Um, See how it goes. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know if I would watch it, but um, there's got to be something. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be for somebody out there. Right. Huh. So I'm just kind of looking at some stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm halfway trying to watch the trailer too. Okay. I mean, this is this looks like a cute little movie. Mm-hmm. It really does. Uh, so Noah Jupe is going to be the voice of the main character on this one. Okay. 
Um, so he played Marcus Abbott in Quiet Place. Okay, all right. And then, I mean, it's got a lot of other people in here. Brian Tyree Henry, Mandy Patinkin, Cree Summer, Benedict Wong. I mean, it's got it's got a few people in here. It's got quite the cast, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, uh, something that we talked about last week, uh, Natasha Demetriou. Okay. And when we talked about her in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, playing Wingnut. Yes. Mm. Uh, she's in this one as well. Oh, okay. Don't know as who, but she's in this one. Cool. Uh, but yeah, this one this one looks like a, a cute little family movie. Uh, basically, like I said, the kid is looking for his sister, and the mm. elephant will be able possibly to guide him to her. Okay. What'd you think of the trailer, man? Uh, I, it... Uh, like, it like I I will agree with you. It looks like a cute little kids movie, but like I guess with my age, I guess I just don't always gravitate to the more kitty stuff okay. as okay. much. I mean, unless it's like Disney, I shouldn't say that that I just gravitate towards Disney and like that sort of stuff. But like if it interests me, I'll watch it. But this one just doesn't, I guess, pull me in as, let's say, like, well, for sure, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That'll pull me in because that's nostalgia mm-hmm. for me. But like this one, I mean, I guess, I guess for for this to pull me in, I would have to see more of it okay. than what I did. But um, okay. I, I'm more than willing to give it a shot. I gotcha. I gotcha. Can you smell what I'm cooking? I, I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that might be something to take a look at if uh, you got uh, just looking for some a good family movie to watch with cool. uh, with the little kiddos. Nice, nice. And in, uh, enjoy. And that brings us to uh, basically the last movie that we're gonna kind of go into detail about today. Uh, and that one is Boston Strangler. This one is rated R and will be coming to Hulu. Loretta McLaughlin becomes the first journalist to connect the Boston Strangler murderers. Murders. Uh, as the mysterious killer claims more and more victims, Loretta attempts to continue her investigation alongside colleague and confidant Jean Cole. We did talk about this one, what, last week, I think? Was it last week or was it two weeks ago? Might have been two weeks ago. I'm not 100% sure on yeah, that. Yeah, me neither. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. This looks good. Yeah. And so this is this is the one with uh, Kira Knightley and Carrie Coon uh, and Chris Cooper and David mm-hmm. Desmalkian <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, you know, it, it's set back in the day, uh, mm-hmm. in the 1960s, and they're trying to figure out, or, you know, trying to figure out why the cops haven't connected the murders into being the Boston Strangler and who, who the Boston Strangler actually is. Mm-hmm. Um... Like I said, we kind of went over it when the trailer came out. Yeah. I honestly don't think I'm going to even try to watch this one. I'm, I am I want to check it out. Uh, I, I love Keira Knightley. Chris Cooper, he's fantastic. And David Delma, David Dasmalkian, he's fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. he, always, it, it's always good to see him on screen. So, uh, I... I always get this confused. It is a movie. It's not a TV show, right? Correct. Because I just, I feel like it seems like it would be an episodic thing, but it's a movie. It is, okay. it is a, a Hulu original movie. 
because we are movies are a thing. Haha, <laughs> yes, Travis. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want I want to check this out. It's going to be on Hulu, correct? Yes. Okay, perfect. Yep, that's correct. Okay. So, yeah, I definitely want to check this one out. Hopefully it's good. Um, yeah. So, stay tuned, guys. I will let you know. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, and I do just want to kind of give a, a special kind of thing out there. We did talk about this one before, mm-hmm. uh, but it will be coming out to video on demand this week, and that is Pinball, the man who saved the game. And that uh, is like the, yes. the, the documentary that's not a documentary kind of thing. That's like mm-hmm. a biopic, but it has like documentary portions, but it's not with the actual person. It's with an actor that's playing him. Right. And yeah, it seems like it'll be very weird, but this is the one where uh, New York had pinball machines outlawed. And so he went to go and show that it was a game of skill and not a game of chance. So it shouldn't have been counted under the uh, like the lottery kind of thing. Right. Or gambling. Sorry, gambling. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I that's just crazy to me that they thought that it was considered a like sort of a gambling sort of machine over a game of skill. Mm-hmm. I but mean, I get it. I get yeah. it. But it's just weird to me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. But that brings us to the end of our movies for this week. Travis, do you have anything else you want to say about any of them? Uh, I can't think of anything, sir. All right. Well, then make sure you visit us at Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash movies are a thing. We also on Twitter and Instagram at movies are a thing. No space to dash slash anything like that at movies are a thing. We also have a, have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash movies are a thing. Wow. Patreon.com slash movies are a thing. If you want to help us with the podcast, we do have that over there. Other than that, Travis. Yes, sir. I do believe it is about that time. Oh, here it comes. Oh, cue the outro. Thank you for listening to Movies Are a Thing. Be sure to tune in next week for more movies and tangents with us. Why is the Doug theme song in your head? Huh? Why uh, it's not quite the Doug, Doug theme song. It was pretty close. It was close. It was close. Uh, it was just random noises. That's high quality H2O. Patty mayonnaise. Now I have the theme song stuck in my head. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Travis. You're welcome. Hold on one second. Sure. <sighs> Oof. Okay. Ooh. I am no longer parched. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I also heard that uh, Harrison Ford kind of he got up and and well, that was for his... that was that was for something else though. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit, which is going to be mostly cut out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for our Patreon, patreon.com slash movies are thing. If you want to help support the podcast, we have that over there. Patreon.com slash movies are thing. What? Um. Yeah, yeah. Baby Driver is such a good movie, but it has to have that one actor in it that just ruins it for everybody now. Well, technically two. That's true. Technically two now. Yep. Yep. Which is very sad because, like you said, it is an amazing movie. And, like, all the rest of the cast did amazing. And Edgar Wright did amazing with it. And the score Mm -hmm. for it is just perfect. Uh, Okay. Uh, But, yes. Um, I'm going to kind of move stuff around here, just by the way. Sounds good. What I wanted to do, i do that. Okay. Um, yeah. Hey, Travis, do you mind holding on for just a second? And yeah, I'll, sure, I'll, go for it. I'll be back in just a second here, man. Sure. All right, man, sorry about that. Oh, you're good, no worries. Okay. Ah, uh, yes, Eldritch USA. <laughs> oh man so i think i'm gonna have to cut out like our tangents and stuff but that'll give us more for like the patreon when i finally get around to actually editing those down what what who said Uh, what (laughs) not john no no what yeah no i uh I, i should probably get going here okay you go get some sleep i'm gonna try Sounds good. <laughs> All right. I, I, I like the, the confidence over there. No guarantees. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, man. Uh, you too. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.